don't you think it's very girl boss of them that they made the two CIA war criminal ladies people yeah. of color and also very hot? Very girl boss of the CIA to do that. <laughs> okay, this is skipping ahead a bit, but like when the team has all been assigned to their person, you know, and like Derek flirts with Gina and Spencer gets talked over by Kruger and then Elle is like, it must be hard working in this male-dominated field. <laughs> I literally was like, Elle, what the fuck is wrong with you? I was like, can you not have a regular fucking conversation? What is going on, Elle? Wow, what an episode. B, would you like to talk about this episode more on our podcast, Wheel Soft? James, I would love to speak about season one, episode 21, Secrets and Lies this week. Whew. I love an that episode. we started, I love that we started doing like a cold open. <laughs> I know. Episodes. We have better cold opens than SNL, and I feel like I've used that joke before, but I'm going to use it again. So help me God. We have better cold opens than Criminal Minds, although that's not hard to achieve. It's not hard okay. to achieve, especially this week. Couple preliminary thoughts, heads up, not trigger warnings, the opposite of trigger warnings. Be on the lookout for... Um, I'm going to talk a lot about JJ in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> not trigger warnings, this is just like a brochure of what to expect yeah. when we're going into this, this episode. This episode, we're going to criticize the government a lot. Uh-huh. We're going to talk about my soft, my sweet prince, Jennifer Jerome. <laughs> We're going to talk about um, Derek and Gina's weird flirting via invasion of privacy. I've got thoughts on that. And then Spencer. Spencer was actually really adorable this episode. He was very He, he had a good time this episode, yeah. actually. And, it's, and I think it's because the episode wasn't about him. And I don't mean that in like a... Fuck Spencer Reed kind of way. I mean it in like, we've had so many Spencer-centric episodes. And like, obviously Gideon-centric isn't like much better, but we got to see a lot of our blonde ladies. And I do appreciate that. Um, yeah. Also. Yes. Before we head into this episode, I want to add one more little thing to the, uh, to, to the brochure of what yes. to expect this episode. Uh-huh. I'm going to talk a lot about public perception and why the fuck the CIA has an entertainment liaison office. <laughs> and the reason it has a fucking entertainment liaison office is this episode of Criminal Minds right here, baby. <laughs> it's trying to seem cool and fun and palatable for the kids. I'm, you can't see it, but I'm doing the wave right now with my arms. It's really impressive. You're doing it very well. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. So. Okay. Jesus fucking Christ, this episode, so... huh? Hold on. This episode. Okay, does John Summers not look like Kevin Bacon a little bit? Like an He looks Kevin a little Bacon. bit like Kevin Bacon, yeah. I saw him and I was like, did they get Kevin Bacon? No. And then no. They most assuredly <laughs> did not. They no. just got fucking Jack Conley, who yeah. was in the fucking Fast... He was in Fast and Furious? Hold up. Come on, B. Hold this up. This is your niche crossover. <laughs> the crossover event of the century. He That's was, good, though. Oh, my God. He was the fucking... <laughs> <laughs> okay, this isn't going to make sense to anybody who doesn't know Fast and Furious, but 
but this is the guy who got his nose broken by um by uh Brian's character by Brian. Brian is the name of the This guy played a fucking square like stick in the mud FBI agent who got his nose broken by his partner Brian who was Brian who is our cool cool guy FBI protagonist of the Fast and Furious franchise. Is the Fast and Furious about the FBI? So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, but also kind of yes. So, here's the thing about the Fast and Furious franchise. Okay. Is that number one, you wouldn't expect it, but Brian, our fucking buster-ass Brian, is actually an undercover police officer in the first movie. Is that Vin so Diesel? That's why, huh? Is that Vin Diesel? No. Um, Brian is uh, Paul Walker. Okay. Paul Walker played Brian, an undercover cop who was a fucking buster in the, in the first movies. Uh-huh. So after, though, the first movie, Brian stopped being an undercover cop. And he was like, I'm not going to go back into this life again. And then the second movie, he gets called in to go back undercover and he goes back into the life again. <laughs> and then the third movie happens in Tokyo. And I don't know what's going on there, but it's fucking buck wild. Because they Tokyo try Drift. They try, they try and like act like a 40 year old man is a high schooler and you're like i'm not buying this not <laughs> with this man's hairline what and anyway it's a whole screen. fucking mess but then in the fourth fast and furious movie which is just called fast and furious because i guess that's how confusing it gets now in the fourth fast and furious movie it's sort of like a soft reboot of the whole franchise so brian is again working as like an fbi agent and this guy who looks kind of like kevin bacon in this light um is like his partner who hates his guts and so the thing about Fast and Furious is that uh, none of the movies exist without the government because every time they fucking try and go off and just like do their own racing thing or whatever, Vin Diesel, or wait, no, then it's, oh, who's the other jacked guy? Who's the other jacked guy? The Rock. The Rock. The Rock. Thank you. Um, every time they try and go off and just like live their lives with their little auto shops and like have their <laughs> fun street races, The Rock is always like, we need you to help us solve this interworld crisis that can only be solved by driving very fast. And that's pretty much the plot of Fast and Furious 4 through 8. I haven't seen 9 yet. I'm not going to lie to you, but. Is that is that um whatever in Hobbs? Hobbs and Shaw? No, so Hobbs and Shaw is also kind of that thing, except now The Rock gets to go back home and do his fun dance fighting. You know how, like, classic <laughs> Julie Garland Hollywood had the, like, oh, no, we're going to lose the barn. We got to put on a musical. And that's why the movie's a musical. <laughs> this is that for butches. <laughs> you know, us fans. I say not our fam. Us <laughs> fam. Okay. Us, us delicate lady women get Judy Garland, you know, singing Be mm-hmm, a Clown. Mm-hmm. And you muscular butch people get the get too fast and furious. I think calling me a butch anything is really a stretch. That's like calling me a femme anything. Or, <laughs> yeah, you know, or a butch anything. I think we both anything. really... <laughs> <laughs> Calling me a butch is just like a bit of a stretch, but I'm gonna let you stretch if you want to live your life like that. Anyway, that was my rant on the Fast and Furious movies. That's good. Um, they're also track. funded by the government, just like this episode of Criminal yeah. Minds definitely was. We'll have a special episode at some time where B can teach me all about the government paying money for movies. I the learned CIA about that. The CIA has a fucking inter 
entertainment liaison office. I mean, that's like the Marvel movies. I learned about it recently in fucking Bird Box, where like they're looking at the TV when like fucking demon whatevers are like murdering people. And Sandra Bullock looks at the TV and says, is the war in the Middle East here now? And it was like, what? (laughs) In for fucking, you know, the movie, the first Hulk movie. Like the one that was real bad. Like the 2003 one. Yeah. So in the 2003 Hulk one, um, the fucking CIA was like, you have to change this whole movie because the initial sort of like fake code name that they had for the Hulk was Ranch Hand. And the CIA was like, you have to actually change that because Ranch Hand was the name of a fucking chemical warfare program during the Vietnam War. And you're like, oh, so like it goes deep. Like Also, like it goes You just told deep. us that. Would we have known yeah. that? We would have been like, you mean from the Hulk? Exactly. You know. <laughs> but you're the one now who told so us. That's, funny. Thing. that's hilarious. Um, okay, wow, let's talk about this episode. <laughs> yeah, wow. Okay. Um it starts off with like a taxi driving through Baltimore Harbor. They're in Baltimore. Taxi driver driving around the harbor. A woman and two kids get out. She's got like a big suitcase. She has an accent. She's comforting her kids. They're there to meet her friend. A car with lights. Boom, boom, lights turn on. And she's all like, who's that? And it comes closer. And then white guy comes out. He grabs all of them. He looks like Kevin Bacon. He looks a lot like Kevin Bacon. Yeah, especially in the dark. Um, So then they all get into his car and it speeds off. And he's like, come on, come on, come on. Everyone in? Let's go. And they like leave. And then it's like cuts to an apartment building. And the guy is there, not the woman or the kids. And he immediately, like, gets punched and, like, the shit tortured out of him. Um, We learn later it's been three days of torture. And he's like, you'll never find her. And then when he sees who's been punching him, he's like, I knew it had to be you. Uh, And then the guy does snap his neck. And then a bunch the door opens and a bunch of people in suit comes suits come in and they clean it up and they got gloves on, they take a bunch of pictures, and then they make it look like a suicide. And a note gets put down that says, I'm a patriot, long live freedom, God bless America. Which is like that's not a suit. Oh that's... real quick, real quick. <laughs> Lots of trigger warnings in this. Yes. And suicide's a big one, it comes up a lot. Suicide, um, sexual violence. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other ones? Infidelity, I guess. Sure. I guess those are the main ones. I like. Those are, I think, the talking the big about suicide. Three. Talking about also our secret police. <laughs> also, like you the know, government. Also, just like the government. Yeah. <clears throat> so, but anyway, I'm a patriot. Long live freedom. God bless America. Not a suicide note. Not a suicide note. But it's treated like one. But it's treated, and and later Gina's like, we all have notes like that. Like, that's not... Like, okay, I hope you guys have some better fun. I mean, if you, like, are a patriot, like, wouldn't you, like, keep doing patriotism? You would think. Anyway. <laughs> None of us are patriots, can you fucking tell? <laughs> I got how... summoned for jury duty this week, and my Ugh. first instinct is like, how can I fucking get the fuck out of this? It's so funny. I think about this. I mean, it's not funny. It's so interesting. I think about this sometimes, sometimes like, I was watching the Olympics. We were watching the Olympics. And... Every time, like, Team America came on, I was rooting for, like, the people. I was never like, come on, America, let's win. I was always like, yeah, you athletes get it. And I was like, was there a time 
when it was just like America. It was like about America, you know. Like I mean, I bet there was it was there. Yes, it used to be like America's the greatest. We got to prove America's the greatest. Like America's so good at sports. Every athlete was America, right? Yeah. And now, when I was watching them, I was just like. Come on, I, you guys have been working so hard for this. You're doing so good. Like, do this and then you can go take a nap. Like, you know, I literally, like, I don't give two shits about America. I, I watched every country. It would be like China versus Indonesia. And I'd be like, yeah, whoever wins, you all did great. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, when the fucking U.S. women's national team, the soccer team was playing, I was always like, yeah, I love my favorite players. I don't give a shit about this country, but I hope you win. It's like so I hope you win so you can kiss your wife or something. <laughs> Gay. <laughs> literally, yeah. I'm rooting for the gays in any given event. We literally just was like, oh, this is a male sport event. Next Olympics channel. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We watched so much women's volleyball. We watched, we watched a fucking women's basketball game because we did not we did not want to watch men's water polo we watched women's water polo and then the (laughs) men came on and we went let's go watch basketball (laughs) i love too that this episode is not going to be coming out until like september so we're going to be getting our fucking anti-patriotic sentiments right in on like september 8th or something Okay. But it's like so interesting. At one point, I mean, the Patriot Act, right? Like, for all its bullshit, it was called the Patriot Act. It was about patriotism. Like, there was a time when it was like America, right or die. And I know, and I'm not, there are still parts of America where it's still America, right or die, right? Yeah. We talk a lot about like American Christianity, you know, where like you worship like the idea, the American idea of Christianity, not like God, which I think, which I think criminal minds is a lot. But, I just feel like our generation or, you know, our, our peers don't give a shit. Like, why would I care about this country that treats its people like shit, that doesn't give a crap about us, that time and time again protects evil people, you know, like, I don't give a shit about America. Fuck America. Anyway, fuck the government, fuck the CIA. Fuck if this, this is episode. our last episode, you'll know why. Um, okay. We cut to Gideon in the office at night. He's looking at a newspaper. Oh, we get our very first written visible date of the show in this episode. Oh, really? It is May 10th, 2006. Oh, It is then- on the newspaper at the end. And listen, you know me. I went back and combed this entire fucking season. Every time I've watched an episode for this podcast, I've been like, staring i read every police report i look at every newspaper every time garcia's screen is shown they did not want to show us a date like i think later on i can tell you when almost every episode of season two happens but season one they were trying not to date themselves which is silly because their technology is bad i don't think they realized how much they would become outdated purely by tech over the next 15 years yeah, and... Is there Wi-Fi in this building? <laughs> also, the fact that they were still fucking recording on film cameras. like Yeah. They dated themselves in a million little ways here. I mean, the Jeet episode, where Reed is like, you can just look up death on the internet. 
<laughs> it's yeah. like, we use a search engine. It's like, okay, 2005. Um, okay, guy gets killed. Okay, Gideon in the office at night. He looks at the newspaper. They did a weird thing with media in this episode, or rather they like didn't. Like the episode is bookended with fake news stories. Mm-hmm. Right? The first one is that a CIA agent has committed suicide. Mm-hmm. Which, why is that? on the front page of a a newspaper you know like obviously this guy's life whatever but it's like cia agent found come having committed suicide and it's like the front page of the newspaper like why like if you're gonna do a cover-up absolutely try and bury that story yeah like like you're already doing a cover-up why is it front page news anyway gideon reads that knows it's summers calls someone and says i see the paper printed the news about our mutual friend i'll wait for your call also, Gideon has a bird statue on his desk, and later we see a pair of like binoculars off to the side. I was like, "We get it." Oh, that's <laughs> a fun sports. little. It was like a cute little. I like they actually tried. I like. Here's the thing: for all that I don't like some of the set dressing things that they do, mm-hmm. I like that they try and make the up make like the offices feel lived in. You know. Speaking of set dressing, here comes some of my first questions. Okay. Gideon falls asleep in the chair, wakes up sometimes later, and then just like fucking Spidey senses that the man has arrived. He just <laughs> he like wakes yeah. up and it like does like a very slight, slow zoom on him. Mm-hmm. And then he walks into the briefing room and there's like a man there and there's like a guard behind the door. Okay, here's here are my here are my questions. Uh-huh. On the whiteboard, it's a picture of the killer from last episode. Yes. Okay. And on the whiteboard, it says anger towards women, issues with infidelity. Here's my questions. Here are my questions. This episode took, flat episode took place in Florida. Uh-huh. They did not learn about his issues with infidelity until like halfway through that episode. So do they come back and debrief? Did they make this board afterwards? Because... It was like, uh, it was a picture of the man. It was, oh, and it had to be afterwards because it was two pictures from the surveillance tapes. Yeah, I think. And then there was just like a list of things the guy had done. It was like they had come back and been like, let's look this case over and like learn from it. Yeah, I think it must have been like a let's debrief about this so we can like write up the report and add it to the fucking VICAP or whatever, you know? I just like was, I was like staring at that like, that's a lot of work to do afterwards. And the fact that it's still up means this is like the next day. I think the implication is that they got back from that case. Gideon, the team goes home. Gideon is in the office and sees the newspaper, calls the guy, wakes up, goes into the briefing room, and then they all have to come back. Yeah. I think it's kind of like the implication because like that's, yes, that's still on I the board. Well. Yeah. yeah. So like maybe it's like two days later, like, they come back from the case. Everyone gets a night. They come in. They spend the day doing the file, whatever, you know, and then now it's night, you know, so maybe it's in a couple of days, but like John Summers was taken while they were on that previous case. Yes. That is and, the implication is that yeah. they happen right next to each other. Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting, but I was just like, do they debrief every case they do? I mean, I imagine they have to. 
I get we rarely see them actually do paperwork. Like there are jokes. Like Gideon is like, or like Spencer at one point is like, I've got like 14 files on my desk. And Ella's like, Yeah, I gave you four of mine. You know, we get like stuff like that. Like sometimes we see JJ's forever writing in her fucking (laughs) files, you know, and like later on we see them like typing up on their computers. So like it is implied there's a lot of paperwork. Oh, and Hotch says we learn at one point that Hotch does some of the paperwork they're supposed to be doing. Yes. You know, and that's when he hot uh, that's when Hotch um when Morgan gets his own office so that he can help with paperwork. You know, so it's like it's implied there's a ton of paperwork, but we don't actually ever just have I would have loved like a an ep- like a bottle episode that's like, hey guys. We've got a ton of paperwork. We're all gonna like lock ourselves in the briefing room, yeah, and just do it. Do it. And it's just literally get it done, yeah. And it's like, oh, oh, it's like a clip show episode, but like not of episodes that haven't happened. Yeah, you know, like we learn. Up- I mean, it's like it's like like once later on when a bunch of serial killers get like released and they start naming people, and you're like, who? Yeah, they like are making up new people that now they have to find pretending yeah. like they were people from previous episodes which just makes me just be like why not just use people from previous episodes i think they used a few people I think no they, they did i mean they did you know scratch they, like they went back people. they went back to like the fox i think yeah yeah actually but they also made up new ones i was like yeah, why they don't also we... did just make up a bunch of people i was like it's season 12 like if you bring up someone from like season three no one's gonna be like reusing criminals like that would, that's like the fox like when the fox came back it was like hey it's that guy like hey, it's that guy from season one wow yeah. I, that. I wish they had done that i would have just loved a bottle episode that was just like hey remember that t- case we had in boise and then it's just like clips of an ep- case, case that did not happen, that didn't happen. and yeah. it's like it's like them in season like 13 but dressed made to look <laughs> like it's season two so J- jj's got everybody in like a wig so it's like the straight hair emily's got her like middle part in her suits you know like Derek and his Derek gets to come back for an episode for the oh, flashbacks so fun my god that would have been so fun clement and Mize just needed to like get over it itself more fun with it yeah in season itself. like 10 it needed to lean real hard into the like People and it does like we get more out of office moments, but I wish they had just like pushed it and it had almost become like an office comedy about where they just so happen to be catching serial killers. I'm gonna write a show like that. Um, okay, anyway, John Summers is the dead guy. Gideon's like, I just did a psyche bell on him, I declared him fit for duty, he's not suicidal. And Bruno, we learned later, his name is Bruno. Bruno Hawk. Fucking I keep dumb wanting, name. I kept wanting to call him Bruno Mars. <laughs> I know. Um, Even though he's the farthest thing from Bruno Mars you could have seen. Um, and he's like, we have to clean house. And the man says, um, I just keep writing man says. The man is there. Because <laughs> he like, did not know his name. Man says, the only Summers unit knew, only like only Bruno's unit knew that Summers was CIA at all. So, like, somebody on his team had to have him killed. Oh, can I give you a fun fact? Yeah. My grandmother, on my dad's side, was a secretary for the CIA for a long time. Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh. 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 
Um, okay. Nobody's family is too far removed from the secret police of the CIA. <laughs> Literally, my family were Freemasons until my uncle, my youngest uncle, decided not to renew. That's how close I am to the Freemasons. It's still <laughs> around, people. All these things are still happening. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> conspiracy tinfoil hat on. Except it's not a conspiracy. I know for a fact I have a, I have a Mason sword. Um, all right. <laughs> The guy says there's a mole in Langley. And Gideon goes to pick up the phone to call his team. And the guy like puts it back down and is like, no. And Gideon goes, you want my help? And the guy's like, of course. And he goes, then I need my team. And he like picks up his phone, um, which I was like, okay, Gideon admitting people need help. I know. He was like, was like oh, oh, you're oh. actually going to try and like bring your team in on this. This is almost character growth, Gideon. It was kind of character growth. I was like, oh. Yeah. Um, oh, I laughed. I laughed out loud. So they're coming in, and it's Reed, Penelope, and JJ all together with the CIA escort. I like to imagine that they were hanging out and having a girls' night, all three of them. <laughs> um, they come in, and JJ goes, "What do you think this is all about?" And Reed goes, "Call me cynical, but considering it's two a.m., it's probably not good news." And JJ goes, "Wow, you are a genius." And he like looks at her all like offended. <laughs> Such a good line. I was like, get his ass. Get his ass. <laughs> Literally, she's like, she's like, what do you think is happening? And he's like, can't be good. And she's just like, yeah, brah. No shit, Sherlock. <laughs> wow, you are a genius. <laughs> it did Smart make boy there. Yeah, I, I was hilarious. Um, okay. So we know now. So Hotch gives Hotch is so jealous. He plays jealous husband to Gideon this whole episode. It's Every so five weird. seconds, he's like, how do you know Bruno? How often do you talk? Is he a friend from work? When, when, did, when did you meet this guy for a psyche vow? It's like, a friend from work, I see. Like, yeah. And like, at the, even when they're like reading everyone's like bios, Hotch is like, Bruno Hawk, this, blah, 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 was in the military with Gideon. <laughs> just play like jealous house husband it's he's so literally funny. like he's literally like who's this you Not called him this. you why called him why haven't we been introduced you called him before you called me <laughs> hotch tells us cia's we had so much information at the top of this episode i literally had to keep pausing to like Write shit down. Okay. They really just dump it all on us here so that they yeah. don't have to fucking explain like, themselves later. They're like, here's what's going on. <laughs> okay. The CIA's counterterrorism unit unit is engaged to save one of its informants. He was the John Summers was the best agent in the Middle East. When he died, the CIA made it look like suicide. Derek stands up and goes to the pictures and goes, guys, look, look at the wound patterns. There's two different angles, two different heights, two different unsubs. That does not come up again. Bruno is, well, Derek is literally like, I think there's two unsubs. Does not come up again. I think it's implied that it is the husband of the asset and then the traitor is the, are the two people. Oh. It's sort of implied. Right, because, because he's getting paid by the other. You're so right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. I, they didn't recap that enough. Uh, okay, then we find out the husband, Hassan, um, he's a diplomat, um, 
but he's actually like also a fundraiser for major terrorism organizations. The organizations the CIA has never been able to get into. Mm-hmm. But when John Summers found out that Hassan was beating Aliyah, his wife, that's how he got Aliyah to turn and become an informant. And then about a month ago, and then Hassan found out there was a leak, but he didn't know who. And then about a month ago, John Summers brought Aliyah to the U.S. Um, and they faked a car accident. There was like fire to the point that like the bodies were unrecognizable. Mm-hmm. And, but they know that Hassan is now in D.C. So they're like, we have a bit of a time crunch. We, they didn't give us like eight hours, but there's a time crunch because Hassan is hunting down Aliyah as we speak. And we know that somebody in the CIA in the um, area is doing it. I do appreciate that they immediately named four people it could be and went, don't worry. These are the only four people you have to care about. Yeah. They like, kept being like, it could be anyone in the unit. 22 people or like, we can narrow it down to 16. And then they're like, oh, we have four people. It's four. It's one of these four. It's going to be one of these four. One of the four top. But then when they're like, anyone could be listening. They like, it like does still zoom around the whole bullpen. Yeah. You know, which I was like, all right, sure. We're having fun. Um, And this is how we find out that Gideon Hodge <laughs> is like, how long have you been working for the CIA? And he's like, I'm not officially. <laughs> it's so I was fuck like you, this made me this made me laugh because like he already he works for the FBI. Why is he playing like coy? Why They're are you like, playing hard to get? You're already a fucking pig, dude. Yeah, What's and, going on and there? Literally in season two, episode ten, Gideon it has to work with the CIA again at Guantanamo. This does not come up. Nope, this never comes back. Any of this. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, okay. So then they're in the container. Aaliyah and her children are in like a shipping container in the Boston like harbor near Langley or whatever. And Aaliyah is like, Summers is coming back. Be brave. It's okay. We'll be fine. He'll be right back. But you can tell she's like nervous. So the team goes to the CIA building. There's this weird moment where Reed goes to, like, take his gun off. And then Hotch is like, U.S. soil, federal building. Keep your gun. And Derek turns around and is like, they're going to be trying to, like, get in your head. Like, don't give up anything. But they do have to give up their phones. But they're chill with the phones. But it was, I was just like, sorry, what? They're making like they're making it be like the FBI is just like police, and then the CIA is like black ops, the real bad guys. It's like, yeah. no, you're the real bad guys you're, too. You're the FBI. Like they're not some like Joe Schmo cop in the middle of nowhere. Like they're still the FBI at Quantico, but you're for still some the fucking G men, like <laughs> yeah. So like, so like, why are they being like? The CIA is going to try and take everything from you. Keep your gun. And Derek says, we don't hand Jack over. I was like, what? And then they they walk into the bullpen. And they're all so clearly being like, casual. They're like looking around, like hands in pockets. Like, ooh, cool. CIA bullpen. Cool. It, it's... <laughs> The same set that they fucking use for the FBI bullpen just moved around a little bit. So funny. 
They're all just like that fucking like raised stairwell area. Like y'all think you're fucking slick. You're not. There was that moment. There was a moment when they were in the conference room and they like you could see the like stairs and like the wall of windows. And I was like, is this just Quantico with different lighting? It literally is. They literally just just moved around some walls. They just like, yeah, they repainted the conference room. They made it a little bit bigger and then they just fucking reconfigured some of the the floor plan and that was it. There you go. I literally was like. The magic of TV. I was like, this is the same place. This is absolutely the same fucking place. Yeah. Um, Okay. So we get introduced to Gina Sanchez, the associate director of field operations, Kruger Spence, the assistant director of operations, and Olivia Hopkins, second in command to Kruger. What the fuck kind of a name is Kruger? Kruger Spence. Is Kruger traditionally like a male, like a first name? I was under the impression it was mostly a last name. When they said Kruger Spence, I was like, what's this guy's first name? <laughs> like, is that typically a, a first so why, name? Why make his last name Spence? They spend the whole time. We get Span- Sanchez, we get Olivia, and we get Kruger. It was so weird the way they like arbitrarily like used first and last names. Like it wasn't like. Sometimes it's like a sign of familiarity, a sign of respect to use a last name instead of a first name. I didn't I didn't get it. Kruger is mostly a last name. It's mostly a yeah. German surname. So why, why was his first name Kruger? Why was his first name Kruger? So weird. All right. Weird. Um anyway. Okay. Then we get our first of about six cute ass scenes. Can I just say Janelope writes? Janelope writes. Janelope so writes. I have seen two pretty best friends, and sometimes they kiss. <laughs> so true. So, JJ and Garcia are escorted into Penelope's office, and Garcia's like, why aren't we at the CIA office? I want to be there. Everyone else is there. And JJ just sits in her chair, like, arm over the back, like, I'm going to assume I'm the butcher. Hello. Hi. How's it going? <laughs> like, I'm just going <laughs> to let her throw her little tantrum. Yeah, she can God. do what she wants. JJ is literally no face. She's just sitting there. Lo- she's like looking past that Garcia at them being like, yeah, you have to deal with this. That's your turn. And then Enjoy. the guy says, the guy who gets no name says, Garcia's on a list. <laughs> so she can't go. And Garcia's like, why? Why am I on a list? I can tell you why, Garcia. <laughs> It's there because are many reasons why she's on that list, actually. The main one being, she used to be an international anti-government cyber terrorist. <laughs> she doesn't have that you know? backstory yet, but that's what she was, right? Mm-hmm. And Garcia's like, why am I on a list? I don't get it. Why am I on a list? I can tell you why, Garcia. You were literally a terrorist. <laughs> you were a cyber terrorist, and I love you for it, but also, oh but also, my god. But they hadn't given her that story yet. Her backstory right now is like she didn't get into med school, so she joined the FBI. Like that's her backstory right now, and her dad's disappointed in her. They just straight up said, We're just gonna give Garcia daddy issues. Episode three. So true. Like, okay. So JJ and Garcia are sitting down. The man like gets between them to type, and Penelope's like, come here. And they like meet heads behind the man's back. And Garcia I think it's goes, it's so funny. It's so cute. cute it's as hell. such a funny way to do this scene, actually. JJ, this whole time is Penelope being like, the access I have. But also she's like in the FBI, whatever. Um, and 
the entire time Garcia's like, what if we did this? And JJ's like, babe, you're cute. I love you. You're beautiful. You cannot do this. That's like the whole episode. She's like, let me see if uh, Princess Diana's death was a an accident or something. Yeah. And then JJ's like, sweetheart, that's why you're on the list, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Elmi's like, we should. I could find out if Princess Diana's death is real. And JJ's like, that's why you're on the list in the first place, babe. <laughs> and like uh, sometimes, as more often than not, the JJ in these situations, yeah, sometimes you just need to remind your partner, like, that's why people think you're a fucking crazy person. I love you. I know, but that's why people think you're insane. I think one of my favorite things. This is kind of skipping ahead a little bit, but I think one of my favorite things about like JJ, but also the Penelope JJ dynamic is that like Penelope is like crazy on the outside, like chill, supportive, steadfast on the inside. And JJ is like calm, professional, put together on the outside. And then just like weird as fuck secretly. Yeah. Like the Flarpy Blunderguff episode. We find out in season like three or four no, it must be like four or five. We find out later that JJ, basically um, a little teaser, basically a, a seminar is called about workplace sexual harassment. And all the examples are texts between Garcia and Derek, except for one. And Derek spends the whole episode being like, what is Flarpy Blunderguff? What does that mean? And we find out that JJ and Penelope have a text chat, just the two of them, that is entirely them making up sex positions. <laughs> okay. I love it. And that's like, like you like they're in the con they're in the meeting, they're in the lesson seminar, and the woman goes, Flarpy Blunderguff. And Derek looks confused. And it pans to Penelope and behind Penelope is JJ, who is like hand over her mouth, like trying so hard not to laugh. Well, Garcia's red in the face and Derek is like, what's Flarpy Blunderguff? And JJ's just in the back like, oh God, put out something red. Like, anyway, this is like the beginning of that. This is Penelope being like, I'm weird, I'm weird, I'm weird. And JJ being like, babe, calm down meanwhile <laughs> you know jj's weird as shit it's like love that they okay they're like let's look at all the people in the department there's 22 people in the department <laughs> and this right here is what i mean jj goes well technically there's 21 because summers is dead and then she goes and two of them are in the room with us because there's two cia agents in the room and jj like looks over her shoulder at them like hmm <laughs> is it that like there's any chance that these two randos assigned to their security i almost wanted it to like secretly be the man in the room with them and then you could have seen jj be her badass self jj just goes pow 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 pow, pow and just beats the shit out of him i just want to see jj fight a man also okay, i'm a simple bitch can we talk about we'll talk about it more later but can we talk about how jj and penelope solve this case Literally. JJ and Penelope literally figure out where Leah and her children are. Like, not the team. Literally, JJ and Penelope are like, what about this? What about that? <gasps> we got it. It's like so fast. I it literally, is. I was literally like, wow, they really ran out of time and went, you know what? <laughs> 
Let's just make these two solve it. They can solve it. So funny. Back to the CIA briefing room. Gideon is like, they're going to have a type A personality, overachiever, highly adaptable, well-educated, virtually unshakable. Um, They've accepted. They're going to be executed if they've been caught. Their life means nothing. So betraying the country means nothing. Again, they keep saying his, even though there's literally like two men, two women. Yeah. And also, I just, every fucking descriptor that they gave for this like type a personality i'm like that's everybody who works for the fucking cia dude it's everybody it's everybody it's everybody overachiever highly adaptable well-educated virtually unshakable that's everybody in the cia yeah and everyone on the team literally some of them are more volatile than others but that's all of them okay so then they're like we need to find the stressor and Gideon's like, there's a CIA like slogan that's like, increase the parameter of your enemy's paranoia. Basically, like they're gonna keep the person who's doing this, they're gonna keep saying things to make you paranoid. We're the enemy. The FBI's the enemy in this case. So like trust nobody but Gideon. Which I thought was weird. It wasn't like only trust each other. Gideon said, Yeah, trust nobody but me. And I didn't like that. That was so like weird. Yeah. I also thought it was weird that he was like, don't trust anybody but each other. Like, so do you think it's one of your team members? Why'd you bring them here then? What's going on there? It was the it was just like a weird way to be like, only listen to me. I was like, okay. Okay, Penelope and JJ call. They're, they have these this like Skype window that just pops up on this screen. <laughs> I think it's so fun how they were like, this is how technology works, ain't it cool, kids? It's just <laughs> adorable. It's just the two of them, like, real close together. They're, like, shoulder to shoulder trying to fit on the screen together. They're like, hey, Dad. Hi, like- guys. Um, they call. And Penelope's like, hey, there's a surveillance video with Gideon's name on it, with John Summers in it. There's a bunch of MPEGs. Is that right? MPEGs? Wouldn't they be, like, MP4s? <laughs> So, MPEG is for, like, that's a compression type for video. If I, It's, like, encoding and compressing videos. It's, But it's also, like, not... Because MPEG is, like... MPEG isn't a file format. I right. It's MPEG... It's, it's MPEG-something. Or MPEG just stands for, like... What does it fucking stand for? It's, like, some motion picture expert group Graphics, or something like that. Um, it's motion pictures expert group is, like, what an MPEG is. But, like, MPEG-4 or dash 2 or dash 1 or whatever is a file type. But, yeah, they were just trying to sound smart. I was like, I was like, shouldn't it just be, like, there's a bunch of MP4s? Or, like, there's a bunch of videos? Like, I was just weird. She said yeah. MPEG, and I went... I don't know much about computers, but I don't know if that's I don't right. think so. <laughs> I don't think that's right. Um, okay. It's a video of Gideon meeting with Summers three days before he was killed. I did the math. And Aaliyah and her kids at this point have been in that container for about four days. Jesus Christ. Because, right? Because they got put in the container right before he got punched. Yeah. And he died three days later. So. Yeah. They've been in that container for like four days. Hotch, I said, Hotch sounds so jealous. When did this meeting happen? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, so Summers was paranoid. He says this, it could be one of four people. He's obviously suspecting someone. They like they ask like, 
do you know you're being filmed? And Gideon's like, I assumed we were being filmed. Smile. Yeah, smile. smile. <laughs> it was so weird. <laughs> I was like, the assumption that there's like always someone filming you because you're CIA. It's odd. I like that. I like the idea that for every CIA agent, there is another CIA agent solely filming. <laughs> Whose only job is to film them. Like, was it like they knew there was going to be a psych eval? So they sent someone to film? Or like, is there just always someone filming Gideon all the time? Like, is that person's job just to like be Gideon's shadow constantly? Are there several of them? Is there just like a group? Who films the filmers? <laughs> Who watches the watchers? Right. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> I literally, I just was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. The implications here. Um, it wasn't even like CCTV. It was like filming. The audio was crystal fucking, fucking clear. clear. I was like, is that guy's car? Is that car mic'd? The crystal clear audio. Amazing. Um, okay, so now it says, like, because of, like, age range and field status, there's 16 people possible in the CIA, and all of them are in the CIA building. So now we know it's not the two agents with Jane Garcia. Um, hey, congrats, guys. Yeah. You guys got out of the line of fire today. Yeah. You're good. You're good. Um, and then Hotch, like, he makes, like, a weird metaphor. He's like, they're going to try to escape but the BAU is blocking their exit. And I was just like, I mean, you're in the briefing room. <laughs> yeah, you're not standing in front of the door. <laughs> I, like, I, I get that it's like a metaphorical exit, but also like, they could just like disappear. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, that's a metaphor. Okay, so it cuts to the outside. The boss is giving the apartment. There's like a big... It's like a big screen with a bunch of TVs on it. And one of them is just George Bush talking. And I literally, I saw him and I was like, oh yeah, that guy. I was like, ew, George Bush, get out of here. I forgot you were president. And also later on in the episode at the very end, like they have that same video board and there's probably that same video of George Bush looping or whatever on there. But there's also just like, an explosion happening somewhere on the yeah, screen yeah, yeah. and I'm like are you there's there's what? one of like there's one of like four helicopters taking off that I saw a few <laughs> yeah. times I mean there was definitely like six like gifs right <laughs> we're just playing over and over again one of George Bush whatever whatever <laughs> I was just like at one point that screen becomes like a globe we'll talk about the technology in this episode is bonkers. The invasion of privacy. The technology. The this, the that. Derek's dog. Where did that dog Derek's go? Derek's fucking dog. That do- I don't know if you know this, but on Tumblr, there's like a meme that JJ like shot Derek's dog. What? Like what? after, like after, you know, in, in a, on a serious note, after Henkel, JJ develops a fear of dogs. It's not canon, but they do that. But then it's uh-huh. like, by accident, she gets startled and just shoots Cooper. Oh. Sorry, Clo- Clooney, Clooney. Clooney. Also, why does is Derek's dog, dog ever named show- Clooney? No. Does this ever- Never? No, never. Derek also says, 
I can see my bicycle. Which one? You can see so you my can. bike. Okay. You can. Um, but we also never see Derek riding our bicycle. So I was like, what are these hints of Derek? Why does he have a dog? What's The dog is alone in the house. Hey, Derek, do you, do, do you pay a dog walker? You're never home. Why do you have a dog? Anyway. 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 <laughs> Why did they needed someone in the house to show the heat-seeking technology that is used later? And they couldn't just have one of Derek's mini hookups, apparently. I was like, you could have like a house cleaner, you know, or like, oh, my brother's visiting or my sister's visiting. No, he needed a dog that is never mentioned again. It is like, like fucking Rossi's dog Midge we see in his first scene and never again. (laughs) It's like, why? Um, Okay. Anyway, I wrote Ill Bush. Um... (laughs) The Ill bosses, George Bush. Ill George Bush Jr., Ill George W. Bush, and fuck George H. Any Bush. president, actually, the president's fucking son. Honestly, fuck the presidents. Fuck the government, dude. Do you remember when we were young and naive, and we were like, "Obama's a good guy." <laughs> we're like, "Wow, I can't believe we get to have our first black presidential war criminal." Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> God, I hate our, <laughs> our country. Imagine there's no heaven. <laughs> anyway. That fucking took me out, dude. <laughs> you know, what's that line that's like, no one to kill or die for? Whatever, anyway. Uh, Gina goes to Gideon and is like, your psyche valve took me out of the field. And Gideon's like, yeah, you're kind of a bitch. He doesn't say that. <laughs> That's the end of it. <laughs> he goes, you can't follow orders and you're too strong-willed. And w- Oh, no. Oh, oh, oh. I actually just made a connection. He's like, you're too strong-willed. You're too aggressive. One day, you're not going to follow an order and it's going to get people in trouble. And she's like, yeah. she's like, that's never going to happen. And she walks away. But it does happen. It does happen. Right when they need it to. Yeah. I actually yeah. kind of liked that little bit of like foreshadowing. I did I just eventually made that there's gonna be an there's gonna be a uh an order you won't <laughs> obey. Yeah. You can't yeah, you can't Yeah, it's interesting. Accept. Um okay. So then it cuts to Gideon being like, I think they had something in their life that distorted their belief systems. Okay, here's the thing about this. Since we're just chatting. Um, Since we're just chatting as we do. They bring up stressors in this episode in the weirdest way. We have talked about stressors in like every episode. Uh-huh. And yet somehow this episode, it's like they had something in their life that distorted their belief system and changed their ideology. And like... This stressor caused them to like give up their morals and blah blah blah. And I was like, "Why are you talking about this? Like, only some people have stressors. Like the way they were saying it, it was like this big deal. But like everyone has had a stressor. It was just like it just struck me as like we get we know what a stressor is. This is episode twenty one. Like <laughs> we get it. Um, 
It was just so weird. Also, we never find out what the fuck the guy's stressor was. I was just thinking that. What we is never this? find out. No, no, we don't. It's not like... They have like one thinly veiled conversation about their kids. Yeah. Getting in this dude have one conversation about their kids and that's it. We never learn what a stressor is. He just like... We also, yeah, we never learned like, we never learned why. Yeah, Just we that don't. he was like paid and he was like, this doesn't matter. Bye. Like, it was so weird. Um, okay. And they're like, we need to see the ops that aren't on file. And the guy is like, all of our ops are on file. And if they aren't on file, they don't exist. Right. And then Hotch is like, we know the CIA was in Riyadh. And the guy's like, I don't know, she's talking about there's no secret operations here, we're just the CIA. <laughs> again, I have to, we, we have to say it, and we're going to say it again. The fucking, number one, the CIA, the, they're basically the fucking secret police. Number two, they're bad. Number three, this fucking organization, like, didn't want us to know it existed until the fucking 60s. Like, yeah. that's fucking it. It it actually put effort into Hiding. like dissuading the fact that it existed. It put effort into showing that it did not exist, but it does. Like the fucking they're the bad guys. Yeah. They're the bad guys. I'm sorry, but they are. The people should not be afraid of the government. The government should be afraid of its people. No, I'm fucking afraid of the CIA, dude. They'll just disappear you without a second fucking thought. Bro, the number of stories that are like, this man disappeared for three years. He was in Guantanamo Bay. Uh, he didn't do anything. They just kind of were like, fuck you. And hey, fuck that guy. And it's like, hey, country. Why? What the fuck? <laughs> Terrifying. Um, all right. So they watch the video again. Okay, here's the thing. They keep being like, we found a bunch of videos. But it's we're only, only one video. We're only going to watch the video with Gideon in it, though. If he's not in it, I don't want to. I don't care. I, I love can't. that they're just like, we just want to hear this about our boss. Can we yeah. just hear this? Like, I just want to like hear this hot goss, please. <laughs> hot goss. Like, I want to yeah. hear this hot goss. So then, um, what's his face? John Summers. He has Aaliyah and the kids in that video. Derek is like, he wanted them to be videotapes so that we'd see and see them and know they were there at that time. Um, and then he kept saying like, it, it's going to be one of these four peoples, whatever. And Gideon's like, okay, I see who's actually in Saudi Arabia. They never say Saudi Arabia. It's always who was in Saudi. They always say it in the whitest way possible. I know. And then it's Bruno, Gina, Olivia, and Kruger. Wow, how convenient the four people whose names we know. This is when I learned Bruno's name. (laughs) Now. So the mole has to be one of the four bosses. And the reason Summers wanted to know who scheduled the eval was to know who not to ask. This does not hold up. Because we know for a fact that Summer scheduled his own eval. Which is weird. Can I also say, when they discovered that Summers has the has the kids and the wife or whatever in the car, they like zoom in on these grainy ass blobs that could maybe look like people. And then they do the great TV Crystal thing clear. where once they zoom in enough, more pixels just appear out of nowhere, baby. It is a crystal clear photo. It's like I zoom in. <laughs> 
I give it time to load, it's better. I zoom in, I give it time to load, it's better. That's not how zooming in works. That's not. Enhance. They're just like, let's enhance. <laughs> enhance what? It's grainy as fuck. Like, there's only so many pixels there. Oh, uh, okay. There's only so many pixels. You can only stretch a pixel so far. Yeah. Um, so then we learned that Kruger was recruited at 18. He was a weapon system designer. He has an IG of 197. Again, higher than Reed's. And no one mentions it. It's... I kind of like it though because IQ measurements are bullshit anyway. Oh, of so, course like, they are. But like the it. show puts so much emphasis on Reed having an IQ of one eighty seven, yeah. That it's like this dude is one ninety seven, and no one is like it's better than you. No one ever. <laughs> and later, everyone like is like I've never met someone with an IQ as high as you. That's so sexy. <laughs> and it's like no, it's, no, it's not. All right. Um. Olivia is a single mom, divorced, two kids. She runs operations and she visited Riyadh in her like early years at the CIA. We learned later she was like fucking tortured. L, when L talks to her, I was like, L, what the fuck is wrong with you? Okay. Yeah, literally, literally, literally for no reason. Um, okay, Gina is a West Point graduate. She's a black belt in two different martial arts. She was in Iraq doing psych ops. She knows three languages, including Arabic, and she's been with the CIA for three years. Her knowing Arabic does not come into play. It's also, I'd assume a suspicious. lot of them know Arabic because they work in the yeah. fucking unit that specializes on the Middle East. And they go to Saudi all the time. Like, yes, yeah, I assume they do. And then Brunner is the de- department director of operations, and he was in the military with Gideon. Another Dallas Hodge moment. Um... Gideon says, spies are the smartest liars. Be smarter. Um, none of them are smarter. None of them get any information. And L kind of gets Gina killed. Or kind of gets Olivia killed. Cool. Yeah, it's weird. Weird. Um, let's cut to the cargo container. The light's flickering. The water's almost empty. The sister's like, I'm so thirsty. And the mom's like, share it with your brother. And when they see how little is left, she's like, no, just give it to him. I'm not thirsty. Which I was like, aw. Cute, I guess. Like goes out. Like goes out, it's scary. Great. Back to the CIA building. Kruger is telling the people to look where Aaliyah would be comfortable. And Spence is like, actually, it might be better to profile Summers. And Kruger's like, shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> oh, Kruger goes like, okay, go ahead. That's what I thought. Uh, which is so funny which is so funny uh but then spencer does start talking like okay cougars or summers is a control freak he's meticulously paranoid and he would have them in an environment where he can control it and then he goes or and cougars like okay then new orders (laughs) just cuts them out and it's like search stores spaces warehouses and it's like so clear they're trying to make him look like a jerk which he kind of does um but also whatever spence would have said didn't doesn't matter because the first thing was right okay yeah Derek and Gina are like kind of flirty and Derek is like you know it's not all psychobabble I see my fair share of action and she goes I bet you do um okay (coughs) we have to talk about this Gina Uh sits at a computer yes there's a woman next to her controlling the joystick that shows like where they're mm-hmm. looking at. Mm-hmm. Gina turns around and goes, 
Hey, Joystick. Mm-hmm. As if that's the woman's name. As if that's her name. Imagine, and I was just like, um. Imagine, imagine getting a job for the fucking CIA. And you're like, yeah, I'm going to fucking, you're all hyped up on like patriotic nonsense that you've been told. You're like, yeah, I'm going to protect America. You're not doing shit. But then you go to work and you get this joystick and they're like, all right, you can use this and like look around for stuff. And you're like, okay, cool. This will be like a little short term assignment before I can get to the real stuff. And then before you know it, everybody's calling you joystick and you are the joystick. Nobody knows your name. Nobody knows your name. They just know joystick. What if it had turned out to be joystick? And she's like, I see everything. No one respects me. What's my name? What's, What's my, my name? name? <laughs> and they're like, ah, oh, ah. And she's like, it's Amelia. No one knows my name. Like, <laughs> Anyway. And then later, Spence, like, full body, lifts her out of that chair so he can like sit. Like a fucking dick. He's like, hey, move. Yeah, Spence is like, hey, move. And then just like grabs her. And she's like, whoa, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Gina finds Derek's house. And he's like, that's my bike. That's my dog, Clooney. And it's like infrared of the house. And he's like, that's Clooney. And she goes, well, Clooney's on the couch. And it was like, okay. also, can we talk about her Derek's house? Is like also later he does live in an apartment and not a house. He kind of meets his wife. It she's the next door neighbor. Anyway, um, his house is like a table and two couches. Also, if you're using infrared technology, none of those things would show oh, up. Only the dog. Only the dog would show up. Yeah, it's also like later when they're looking at the storage units. They can see the outline of each individual story unit and like the lines on them. And I was just like, I don't think that's how it works. Also, they're all the same green color. They're not like the infrared like spectrum. Weird. Like I would forgive it if they had like showed like if they had showed the other colors or if they had showed like, okay, so these containers are hot because they were sitting out in the sun all day. I would have allowed that. You didn't do that. Even if they had called it like penetrating radar or something that wasn't just like infrared, you know? And then there's like weird flirting where she goes, I know where you live. And he's like, I kind of like that. And I was just like, no, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> like, ew. <laughs> what is that? No, you don't. Um. Anyway, and he's like, you also knew where Summers lived. And Derek talks about the psychological toll of, like, having to clean up Summers' suicide. And Gina's like, we all write notes like that. And then it cuts to Elle being like, I bet you're pretty much the same position as me. It's hard being a woman in a male-dominated field. And the... And- Gina goes, if you've got something to say, fucking say it. Like, Gina is like, get away from me. I don't hear this. <laughs> I just like, Elle is usually so good at small talk, but she goes into this like, hello, hey, sister. Like, <laughs> so weird. But then she's immediately like, you were I bet the stressor was something that wouldn't be in a file. What did they do to you while you were being brutally tortured? 
What did they do to you? What's not in that file? Like going at her. But Elle was like, you were taken hostage. And Olivia's like, yeah. And I received counseling. But Elle is just like, were you raped? Did they and attack they you? And they went to that. And I'm like, okay. I was like, sorry, everyone else got to have like a conversation. Elle is just like, hey, sister. Oh, you're not going to be nice to me? So like, what happened? Did you get like gang raped or what? It was like, it was so- <laughs> uh. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. It was bad. But then, but then she was like, where were you the night Summers was killed? Um, and Cougar's like, I was with her. And they were like, tell us all this stuff. And Cougar's like, that's an invasion of our civil rights. Like, okay, you weren't a dog. And then no, Bruno no, says, the CIA. Bruno says, until this man is caught, your civil rights are revoked. He just went, civil rights? You don't have those. Not right now. Not right we're now. Busy. I, for a couple of days, no civil rights. Excuse me? Like, I know you're the CIA, but like. Excuse me? All right. And then Elle's like, where were you that night? And Kruger's like, I was, I was there with her all night. And then, and then Elle looks at Olivia and goes, did you wake up to an empty bed? And she's just like, yes. <laughs> We're just like, that's none of your business. And then Kruger is like, you can talk to my wife. I was home by 1.30 a.m. She'll testify that I was home by 1 30 a.m. Yeah. And Bruno's like, like, we know this. hilarious thinking yes. this is going to go to court. Oh. Fucking hysterical. Sad as hell. Sad as hell. Uh, and then the rest of the office, like every time it like switches to a new angle, everyone is like fully like uh, pretending to be busy, but yeah. like, but like fully like eyes emoji on what's happening. <laughs> like, yeah. You know the group chat for the support staff oh, in that office popping was off. popping off that day. Oh my god! Oh fucking, my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know um, the hot god. The goss in that office was so hot. <laughs> I uh, have to stop saying the phrase "hot goss," but I won't. I like actually. it. I I'm like not going to stop goss. saying it. Hot goss sounds awful, but I love it. With that hot goss. Okay. Hot, hot Gus. Olivia flees and like goes through a room and like Kruger is trying to like hug her and she's like, don't fucking touch me. Um, <laughs> so funny. So true. And then she goes to like a computer room to get to this like back security room and she's like looking stuff up and, and you can see someone's watching her from behind and she's like making notes. Um, And then the screens the first screens of the security tapes all go out and she's killed. And then Elle is like, I saw that the CCTV monitors were down and Olivia was still missing. So I went over there um, and then she was dead. <laughs> and Gideon asks if anyone else knows about the body. She says, no. So they bring Bruno, Olivia and Kruger into the conference room. And Hotch is like, Olivia was found dead with the next snap. Uh, and Gina, uh, yeah, Gina immediately looks at Kruger, and Kruger's like, "No." Kruger's like, "What is this? Like, what is going on? I don't believe you. No one just gets murdered in the CIA building. Like, what is happening?" But they're like pushing and pushing and pushing. Um, and then finally, they like Bruno sends them back to work and leaves, and Gideon follows him. And so now it's like, 
okay. It, we now we know it's Gideon's turn to talk to Bruno. You know, uh, they see like Olivia on the phone talking to someone, and it's all like, is it her? Uh, and Gideon jokes that he's been profiling Bruno for twenty years, uh, and then he says that Bruno has daddy issues. And honestly, like, so true. Don't think, don't we like, all? <laughs> yeah, some of us don't. Um, the one brag I have is that I have neither mommy nor daddy issues. It's the only thing I can brag about. Thank you. Um, I have many other problems and those two are not them. (laughs) Many issues. Not those. Um, he's like, Gideon is like, you want to live up to your father's expectations, but also like prove that you don't need his approval, but also you're like a bad father yourself. And like, that makes you feel really guilty. Um, and Bruno is like, my son doesn't even know who his father really is. And then Gideon says, kids don't need to know everything about us. Which is like, where was that attitude in Ride the Lightning? Yeah. Where was this like weird <laughs> philosophical like parenthood thing that you just came up with? Like, where was this? Where was it? Where okay. was it? You know, who cares? Uh, it's like, okay. Um, Bruno's like, Gideon's like, who do you think is doing it? And Bruno's like, I can't tell him too close. And Gideon's like, are you okay? And Bruno says he's just mad. But like, the way he's talking was like a little weird. And Gideon's kind of like looking at him. Oh, and then I made a note where I was like, you know, I genuinely can't remember who did it. <laughs> I was like, really like, huh. It could be anyone. <laughs> hmm. I was like, oh, yeah. Hmm. All right. Back to our blonde gal, Cam. Garcia and JJ, they say the virus that took out the CCTV was actually uploaded three weeks ago. And then they find out that all of Kruger's files have been erased. And Kruger is like, yeah, like, if I was guilty, I would delete all my files. They did it on purpose to make me look guilty. And I was like, well, it's fucking working. (laughs) That's the point. (laughs) Gina stands up. She gets a phone call. She stands up and she goes, hey, Derek, it's your girlfriend. And he's just like, okay. Hey, Penelope, what's up? (laughs) It, like, made me laugh. Like, there was no, like, it wasn't, like, a joke. Gina was just like, it's your girlfriend. And Derek is like, hey, baby girl, what's up? It was literally just like, yeah, that's his girlfriend. That's my girlfriend. So funny. Thank you. Goodbye. Like, that was it. It's so easy. Yeah. So then Garcia says, the virus at the back door into the CIA mainframe. So they went through it, and it turns out that Summer's psyche bow, he ordered his own psyche bow, and they're like, why? Well, so they look into the tape. Cut to Aaliyah in the container, and she's like, I gotta go, I gotta get food and water, stay here. If Summer shows up, like, wait for me, don't follow me. They're watching, like, a different section of Summer's video now. Summer's is talking about how it's, like, all a big game of battleship. He's a ship at sea, and they're trying to sink him. But he has separated and sealed every aspect of his life. If one part is compromised, the rest stay intact. And if the whole thing is compromised, he has a box with the important things in it, like an insurance policy to keep them safe. Um, then, like... There's a lot of boat talk. Lots of boat compartments. Lots of boat talk. Weird. Um, so then Derek is like, he's trying to talk about how they like molded him into the perfect like CIA agent. And they said like they, 
you know, watching, but like they couldn't find Summers, you know, because he was too good at hiding. So they followed Gideon instead. And that's how they got the video. And then Derek goes, can we watch that tape again? And instead of playing the tape again, Garcia's like, he has a lot of boat metaphors, you know, and JJ's like, yeah, weird. Like she's a ship at sea. And he talked about like a box. And Garcia's like, boats and boxes. Oh, no. And then JJ is like, he talks about a big box or like a boat. And you put the box on the boat to keep it safe. And then Garcia's like, like a shipping container. I mean, that's a big box on a boat. And Garcia's, <laughs> Garcia's like, you know, his cover in Saudi Arabia was with a shipping company. And Garcia's like, hmm, okay, well, look it up. Like, it was literally just like, they have been watching this video. This is the third time we see them watching this video. And this time, Garcia and JJ are like, it's a lot of boat talk, boats, boxes. <laughs> hey, you know There's a, boat? a lot of boats. Yeah, there's talk- a lot of boats here, huh? No, we're talking a lot about boats, a lot about boxes, boats, boxes. That's wild. Hey, you know what's a you know what's a box on a boat? A shipping container. I mean, he did pretend to work for a shipping company. Oh, I wonder if there's any shipping containers in like harbors near his house. Oh, look at that. There is. It's right near Langley. And then Hans just says completely seriously, I love you. He goes, Garcia, <laughs> completely I love you. And JJ goes like, oh. And like, looks like Garcia is like, oh, back at Hodge. Garcia says nothing, which is like a sign because obviously Garcia would be like, Hodge, you know, but she says nothing. And Hodge is like, Garcia. And Hodge is like, someone just tapped into the sea. Did I just say Garcia? <laughs> you unfortunately did hate that that's not no their ship name is gotch <laughs> i hate it i know moving on anyway um someone just tapped into their feed and they're like well we just found out where Aaliyah di- lives or is oh god we just found out where Aaliyah's hiding and so did somebody else so they look around and like kruger's on the phone and bruno's on the phone and Gina's on the phone and it's like, who's listening? Okay. Who's listening in? Yeah. So Aaliyah goes back to her container with a bag of food. Hassan is there. He has the kids. Gina is like, that, okay, the TV screen is now a globe. Just a globe, a globe. of the earth. Because that's uh, real useful. I mean, I think Joystick is going to find it for him. But it was weird. It was, it was, I, was like, I was like, that's a big earth. <laughs> wow. Uh L is like or Gina's like, I can get a chopper on the roof in minutes. And L is like, why don't we start searching in grids? And then De- Derek is like, Gina, you're with me. And Bruno's like, you can't command my team. Well, I think also uh Gideon is like, it's not Gina, so Gina, you go with Derek, go. Oh yeah. And yeah, so yeah. he's just like <coughs> he's finally decided to be like, okay, it's not her. Let's fucking drop the ruse. Go, go, go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Bruno is like, you can't just order my people around. And Hot is like, we're the FBI. We have jurisdiction here. Which, like, since when? When did you get jurisdiction? So weird. And Gideon is like, Bruno, don't you trust me? And Bruno's like, yeah, I do trust you. Um, and then they're like, Kruger, come with us. And Kruger's like, come on. So Alan Hotchick arrest him and take him into well, like, the office room. Also important to note here, I feel like we need to note is that Gideon has this fucking little tiny notepad and he's writing something right. down that he hands to Hotch and he's like, all right, fucking go arrest him or whatever. 
Yeah. So oh, please yeah. let's remember this tiny little dumb notepad. This little Kruger, this fucking Chekhov shitty little note. And it's so funny, right? Kruger like hands over his gun. And I was like, oh, that's like a call back to the beginning of the episode where Derek is like, don't give them anything. But like the don't give them anything like never comes up. Like there's never a time where one of them, like I guess like Derek ends up having to give Gina his gun. But it's like, that's not really like what he was talking. It was just like a weird, whatever, territorial. I think they were trying to show us. Um, okay. So Gina is like, use the thermal imaging, whatever. And Bruno's like, how do you know that it was Kruger? And Gideon says, you know, we see this all the time with people who have killed loved ones. They try to shift the focus away. And like Spencer is, you know, like, oh, this emotional detachment, you know, and Kruger betrayed his wife and Olivia. So betraying his country was easy. I have a note that says it's Bruno, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that was when I was like, oh, as soon as I said like emotional detachment, I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, I get it now. Yeah. Um, Cougar's in the office and he like just kind of looks confused. Um, Rude goes, Reed goes to the joystick desk, uses it. He finds that shipping container so fast. He goes, he really does. let me try and moves her and then just goes, found it. There it is. And it's like, Reed, you don't know how to use that. Like, I get you're a genius, whatever, but like you still have to like learn how to use a program. Let Joystick do it. This is her one Let job. Let Joystick have her thing. <laughs> she has one job. Let her do it. Um, there's four bodies in there. So they're like, Hassan has beaten us. Um, and then it cuts to the container. And Hassan is like, I had to bury all of you. You know, and you betrayed me. And then they can hear the copper. And Gina and Morgan get there. And Hotch is like standing in the window of the conference room. Like all menacing. And Gideon is just like, yeah. And Hotch just like turns around again. And I was like, nothing has happened yet. Hotch has done anything. Hotch is just like, yeah, I'm going to look real menacing over here for a second. Cool. Like, it was like so odd. Hotch was like, I hope you're not standing too close to Bruno. He was like, like, I have to check on my work husband. I got to okay, go look at my. He's fine. He's across the room. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. They're distant. It's fine. They're not holding hands. Um, it cuts to Derek and Gina like running around this, the like plot of land, and Derek is like, "We're just going in circles, Spencer. Where are they?" And he's like, "You're right there, like a meter to your left." I was like, "So they weren't." You couldn't have told circles. them this earlier. Yeah, it's like so they weren't running in circles. They were getting closer to it because now they're next to it. Okay, whatever. Um, fine. fine, whatever. Um, Hassan pulls out a gun. He points at his kids. And he's like, "Don't make me do this." Um, uh, and he's like, "What did you tell them, Malia?" Uh, and then it goes back to the CIA office and we don't see what's written on the paper, but Hotch goes, this is our only offer. And Ella's like, consider it carefully before you answer. And and Kruger says, if this is a trick, you're going to have to do better than this. I'm not the mole. Which at that point, I was like, Bruno's not listening. Yeah, and also I feel like he could have had a more clever line. If you're handed a note that says, we know it's not you, but just act like it is. Like, you could have had a more fun line than that. You could have had, no, you could have come up with something take better. Me alive. <laughs> like, you could have had some dramatic storm out, or maybe some, like, I did what I had to do for my country or something. And I feel you like you could it's, have done better. It's definitely like a last minute red hair ring, right? To like make the audience be like, 
oh, he's still not playing along. But it was, I was also just like, oh, they know it's not the mole. Also, like, Bruno is not on the phone. So even if he did, like, record it, they know they're arresting him before the end of the night. So, like, like, having him be like, hey, we know it's not you. We just need to look like we're arresting you. And then Kruger kind of, like, swept his stuff off the desk. You know, like, it's like, it's like we like, why this route? It was like, have more fun with it. If you're getting to play the part of the bad guy, have For a little fun. <laughs> have a little fun in this What, your bitch? marriage Come is on. ruined? Your marriage is ruined and your affair partner is dead? Have some fun with it. Like, hmm. I don't know. It's just... Ugh. Okay. They find it and they're like, Bruno's like, make the arrest. So they open the container. Hassan has his gun to Leah's head. Throws her aside. She goes to her kids, he puts the gun down, and he's like, I have diplomatic immunity. And Derek is like, this container hasn't passed through customs, so technically we're not on U.S. soil. Um, and then I wrote, Gina is the mole, gun to Derek's head. Um, and then it cuts to Derek like walking in front of Aliyah and the kids, and Gina has her gun on Hassan. And you, she's like, Bruno, what should I do? And he's like, you know what to do. And she's like, I need you to say it. And he's like, what are you waiting for? And she says, I'm waiting for an order. And Bruno says, finish him. Like it's fucking Mortal Kombat. Uh, And she's like, you're going to cut the feed, right? And Bruno's like, yeah, cut the feed. So they cut the feed and then you get like five gunshots. Um, I wrote a bunch of gunshots ripe. And then Spencer is all like, Spencer like bites his lips and he's like, um, uh, <laughs> and he's like looking at Gideon and Bruno's like, thank you, Gideon. And Gideon's like, why did you turn against everything he believes in? And Bruno's like, you said it was Kruger, so like, why are you talking to me? And Gideon's like, your arrogance is absurd. You think you can get away with this? And then Spencer like hangs up the phone. There are a lot of like phone calls we don't see. There's a lot of and just, phone like, calls that have no point. There's just like phones hanging up, lots of phones hanging up with news. Um, and Spencer's like, "No one's dead." Gina did it as a test, <laughs> and everyone's like, "Cool, <laughs> great, cool, great." And then it cuts to Derek and Gina at the harbor. And Gina's like, I needed to know for like for sure that it was Bruno. Like, there's no reason to kill a man who knows as much as Hassan, except for covering your ass. Except for cleaning house, yeah. Cleaning house. Um And I love that they're all like just joking around, like, hey, anyway, thanks for not shooting me, but these kids are here and like traumatized. For life. It's yeah. Like, guys, guys. <laughs> hey, guys? sorry, these these kids and this woman have been starving for like five days. Like, I get that your job is done, but have some respect. So then Bruno is like, You're a fool if you think I will pay for this at all. And they find out that Olivia was looking into Bruno's financial records and Bruno got 20 million dollars from Hassan. The consequences of your actions like are going to haunt you more than you think. And that does not come up again. <laughs> this episode never comes up again. Okay. Yeah. It's all over. And Penelope's like she's like I got to get Prince William's phone number. You know, 
And to be Jake, fair, this was 2005 when Prince William did still have like hair. I was gonna say, isn't he the bald one? Yeah, he's bald now, but like he used to be kind of cute, but he went bald real early. <laughs> yeah, well, his genetics don't help him. Uh, JJ's like literally like Penelope, stop! <laughs> and Penelope's like pen. I need a pen. And then she like rolls over, knocks her like thing of pens over, and then all the computers turn back to the FBI logo. And Garcia is like, my life is ruined. Um, and they have a very cute moment. They're like, Summer's invited the evaluation. Gideon like knew that Bruno would have to keep him close to see what he knows. And they're like, oh, there's a part where they're arresting Bruno. And Bruno's like, I'm going to spend my $20 million on the beach. And Gideon's like, the only beach you'll see is on a postcard from me when I'm at the beach. <laughs> it was just like, okay, old man, like, congratulations. You both have small dicks. It was so weird. So it then was they- such a weird thing. Yeah. Although I did appreciate the joke. Ella's like, oh, you were talking about a beach? Because <laughs> they go to a beach next episode. Um, next, the very next episode, it like hard cuts to fucking Derek and Elle in Jamaica, like (laughs) at a beach. Yeah, and I was like, oh, you mentioned a beach. And she like looks at Derek and he's like, no. I know a a guy. Gideon is like, yeah, I'm not big on beaches. And Gina goes, beaches are for storming. And Gideon goes, if you're ordered to. And then they shake hands. Yeah, I love World War II. I also enjoyed <laughs> World War II, I guess. What the fuck? What the fuck is going on here? That was the, <laughs> like when Gina said beaches are for storming, I was like, what? The fuck? It's like, is it fucking Normandy? Like, what is happening? <laughs> It was so random and terrible. Uh, uh-huh. And then... Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then there's a joke about, like, Derek being like, well, I'll see you around. And Gina's... And he goes... Yeah, he's like, okay, I'll see you around sometime. And she goes, yeah, I know where your house is. And then they, like, like That's not giggle. creepy at all. Yeah, and then they like giggle. And then it cuts to Gideon back in his office, and this time the front of the newspaper with a date, May 10th, 2006. Which, thank God, still fits the timeline I have of Criminal Minds. <laughs> um, but it says, like, CIA guy found dead. In car crash. In car crash, and it's like, oh, Bruno was killed. Like, sorry, did Gideon think he was, like, going to court? Like, what? And then Gideon like tosses it onto the desk and there's like angsty rock music. Not licensed. What was not up a- with the angsty rock music this episode? Not licensed. We don't get a hallelujah. We don't get a the scientist. Just angsty. Royalty free. <laughs> angsty royalty free rock is actually the name of my rock band name. Name of my sex tape. <laughs> angsty oh, royalty good one. Free rock. That was that was better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you did that joke better. <laughs> um, and that's 
that's how this bad bad episode ends. I will say, I will say, they have. It took me a minute to figure out who it was, which was kind of like. It took me fun. a minute too. I. I never thought it was Olivia. So when she died, I was like, "Ma." <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Is it?" I was like, "I can't remember if it's Kruger or if it's Gina." Because I remembered the Gina. I think I like remembered vaguely the Gina turning on Derek part. Yeah. But I was like, but I was like, is it? And then I like, then I didn't think it was Kruger when he was mean to Spencer. I was like, that's too, like, on the nose. It's too see-through. Yeah. Yeah. But like Gina's was kind of like, she had some flirty, but then she was like angry. And I was like, okay, like I could see a woman betrayed by her country. Um, Like, okay, maybe it's her. Um, And then as soon as Gideon talked to Bruno and Gideon was like, sorry, aren't you upset? Some of your like teammates like died. And Bruno's like, oh, you get used to it. I was like, oh, it's him. Oh, it's that guy. (laughs) I was like, oh yeah, no, it's him. He's, wow. Do you think it was very girl boss of criminal minds to make the two highest ranking women we see in this episode, both women of color, but work for the CIA. <laughs> do you think they were, do you think they furthered the girl boss agenda by doing that one? I'd say it's about 40% gaslight, 20% gatekeep, 40% girl boss. Okay. That's fair. You know, it's an even, even good... split gaslight girl boss. Just a little bit of gatekeep. Just a little bit of gatekeep for the spice of it all. <laughs> this, I think, is a good time to remind folks that, number one, this is propaganda. Yes. God, yes. Number two, Both the CIA and the FBI and the Pentagon all have fucking media liaison offices that adjust film scripts and adjust TV scripts to view them in a more charitable light. Please, dear God, never forget that anything you fucking see on TV is propaganda. Please. Um, I feel the need to remind y'all of that. And I will, in the description of this episode, I'll leave a few links of some articles so you can do your own research. There's a lot that's come out through Freedom of Information Act. Um, The Independent, BuzzFeed, The Hollywood Reporter all have done some pretty good breakdowns on this subject. So I'll leave those down in the description below if you want to take a little look. Peek Peek yourself through some government documents. It's always a fun time. Take a little look-see. Uh, and remember that fucking Jesus Christ, <laughs> we can't have anything good here, huh? No. Um, so, Jay. Do you think Garcia would have just cold-called cold-called Prince William? Would she just have been like, hi, you don't know me, but I'm the FBI BAU's tech analyst. Here's a picture. I don't know if she would. Oh, would she just have it to have it? I think I, she would have it to I have it. I could text Prince William if I, I could text to Prince that. William if you like. You know, if you thought it'd be funny, I can cold call Prince William as like a joke. <laughs> Start an incident, an international. You incident. know, exactly. 
Sorry. What were you going to ask me? What did I rate this episode? Yeah, what are you going to do with scale of, scale of 1 to 10? I'll give it... Oh, this is tough. Because the Janelope had rights. The Janelope of it all was very fun. By the way, that's JJ Penelope, if you didn't know. I mm-hmm. do love two pretty best friends. Um, I'll give it like a four. Four? Okay, you know, that's not it, bad. It tricked me a little bit. I liked the Janelope of it all. We've had a real... This season sucks! With five yeah. X's. I hate this season. <laughs> I'm gonna also... I'm gonna go with you and give it a four, because, well... I'm gonna give it a three, because I don't like propaganda. <laughs> I My four was purely... Clooney being born and killed in the same episode. <laughs> All the so JJ ripe Clooney, May tenth two thousand six to May tenth two thousand six, <laughs> and the Janelope of it all, and Hot is jealous, <laughs> jealous work husband. Yeah. Did they okay. say the name of the episode? Truth and in lies the now. episode, secrets yeah, and lies. I don't think they did. <laughs> secrets and lies now. James, this was our penultimate episode of the season our penultimate regular season up penultimate penultimate sorry no you're fine no fuck you actually it's penultimate now i've decided for this show it's penultimate okay next time on wheels up y'all we got a big treat for you here we got a we got a banger on deck for y'all talk about gaslighting talk about gatekeeping (laughs) talk about girl bossing (laughs) Uh, all three in one episode. That's right, gang. It's the Fisher King part one. Ow, ow. <laughs> we, I'm surprised that in season one of this show, they were like, let's do a finale that leads right into the premiere of next season. Yeah, that's bold. It's bold. I mean, they obviously knew that they were, by the time that they gotten around to writing it they most definitely knew that they were going to be getting a second season but it's still like a bold take because most shows don't do that they either do like two-part finales or like but criminal minds loves to do a finale paired with the premiere i don't know why it's weird that's going to be next time on wheels up until then you can follow us on twitter at wheels up pod or at instagram at wheels up pod anywhere at wheels up pod We uh, have some special fun things coming down the pipeline for y'all very soon. You will be delighted and um, maybe a little scared by how good some of this shit that's going to be coming up for us is. We also are going to do sort of like a season one wrap-up episode after this. So if you have questions for Jay or I, you can tweet them at us at Wheels Up Pod. Uh, just tweet them at, at us. We'll we'll throw it up there. Um, we'll answer questions if you guys have any. Otherwise, we'll just do a general breakdown of the first season. It's going to be a great time, by the way. Yeah. We're also going to be talking a little bit about the bonus content on the DVD. I have the DVDs. That'll be our like season one bonus episode, season one wrap up episode. I don't know. Yeah. We'll do we something. Also, 
We also have a possible YouTube video planned, like with us in it. Oh, so um, true. Depending on my sanity Scheduling. and COVID travel restrictions. <laughs> so true, actually. For us to be in the same place. Um, but that'll be a lot of fun. Expect me crying God. in it. And then we could do like an in-person episode of wheels up oh oh my god we could record an episode two. what if we recorded season two episode one together together a premiere i think that'd be so much fun editing that that would be a nightmare i'd love it i would love to all right that's it for this week on wheels up you guys know the fucking deal all the other stuff jay give me an ending quote for this week baby farewell my sweet prince. Am I your sweet prince in this scenario? Yeah. See, I called Aww. you Butch at the beginning and sweet prince at the end. <laughs> yeah, You're really does... trying to like push the more Butch agenda onto me. Yeah. But yeah. I'm sorry. So that, it's okay. That makes me the, the good night prince. Um. <laughs>